0: 65 the fantasy season never dies
1: welcome to every day is draft day presented by champions round what is up everyone welcome to the latest edition of every day is draft day i am your host dan turner another year older joining me as always
0: happy birthday dan
1: thank you Thank you. One year closer to the retirement home. Yes. Joining me as always, Steffi Smalls. What is going on, Steph?
0: Not much. Do you feel old as shit? I have I Margarita do. celebrating your birthday. You actually share a birthday with my real dad, which is very funny to me. It, it is
1: like, it, it is ironic.
0: It is very ironic. I'm wearing my dad hat too. There you um, go. So see? we're very on brand today. It,
1: it, it, it's like fate. It was like it was yes late.
0: it is but it's nice it felt weird not doing it an every day's draft day all week i felt like right. something was wrong
1: it was it was it was different i didn't really like it i enjoyed the vacation though. It was fun
0: yeah that is nice i am dying to get away
1: <laughs> i love how every time we do a show like your background like just includes more stuff
0: i know look at these that i got though well like it has to go on the wall
1: super Sweden. dead mm-hmm. uh
0: so all this has to go off i think when i get off here i'm gonna try again because i used the stud finder and then like kept hitting studs but whatever
1: we'll we'll, well then it because the it's kind of studs you, so yeah mm-hmm. uh, all,
0: right,
1: all right anyway anyways On now to... that everyone's listening to us
0: ramble and catch up for the last yeah, minute, one, minute and 35 <laughs> seconds uh why don't you yeah. kick us off as you always yeah.
1: do so today we're going to talk about some undervalued fantasy players uh, we're gonna do both conferences uh today we're going to do the NFC and then a a later date we're going to do the AFC so we're just going to do three players that we like as undervalued fantasy assets and as always I will be going first and why don't
0: we bounce back and forth like you do one then I do one then you do one then I do one okay
1: cool you'll be like pong. it will be like pong. all right so to start off with my first one we're going to travel to the NFC West uh and this is someone that I really enjoyed uh Watching college, and I thought he had, he had a good had a good landing space, and that's uh, Tyrian Davis Price, the running back that was drafted in the third wow. round from the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, and I know what everyone's saying, you know, San Francisco has a million running backs, and they do. They have, you know, they have Elijah Mitchell, they have Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon, even Jermichael Hastings still stick around, I think, somewhere around there. Uh, but I really uh, like TDP's uh, talent. I think, you know, he had a thousand yards rushing. Uh, Last year at LSU, he didn't, you know, he didn't have as much hype as some other LSU running backs from the past, like, say, like a Leonard Fournette. Uh, But he he did have a solid career there. He absolutely destroyed the University of Florida in the one game. You know, he's a tough physical runner, uh, like a one cut guy. He has good vision. He's pretty much perfect for the system that San Francisco runs. Uh, So I don't think that they would, you know, spend a pick on a guy and then not use him. I think, you know, it'll it'll probably be a timeshare, excuse me, going on. Uh, in San Francisco but I do think you know if, if you're in like the later rounds and need uh, you know a dart throw uh, you could do worse than, than with him
0: um well I don't hate it I just ha- I hate San Francisco right now I, I think that everything that is coming out of that camp this year everything that came out of that camp last year has it's just annoying the like the offseason talk is annoying I don't like the backfield. I love that journey for you. I'm staying away from it, but I respect it because we all know how the offense runs. We all know that they love to run the ball. I think people are probably nervous because of you-know-what incident last year that when the whole fantasy community was high on uh, you-know-who that we don't speak of now. So I get why people are nervous. But again, like once you're starting to get in these late rounds, especially in your rookie drafts, you like look for the realistic value, like stop. I, it's so funny that I, people are just totally bypassing guys. Like, and I'll transition right into my first one who is obviously a New York giant because it's my show with Dan and I can do whatever I want. But I think that the New York giants in general, like there's going to be at least, I mean, I think the floors, two of these guys that are going to totally surpass their ADP because these guys ADP now is just almost disrespectful at this point. Like it's the worst thing I've ever seen. These guys are essentially free. One of the guys I think is first of all, doing great in camp, getting first team reps. I don't normally like camp talk, but I like what I'm hearing from it is Daniel Bellinger. Um, we know how nice it is to have tight ends on our bench. So even having him on there, say it doesn't work out the first year, fine. He's ranked somewhere with consensus around tight end six, which is, I don't know if that's fair and that might look a little silly later. And he's going at the end of the fourth round in rookie drafts. And in some leagues, I'm seeing him even going like going undrafted. I think that that's going to obviously change with all the positive news that's coming out. The wide receiver room is nice talent, yeah, but everyone on there has a pretty extensive injury history. The Giants are walking into next year with basically half a wide receiver, an arm, and a leg and a, a really short right, Like that is basically what they have. Uh, they lost Evan Ingram to the Jags. I think that Daniel Bellinger can be for the Giants, that hybrid player that they wanted Ingram to be beyond his rookie year. He has a lot of the same attributes. I think that he would fit best if they're using him in like a two tight end set. We'll see how that goes. Ricky Seals is Ricky Seals. like. I, you know, and I like him. It's nothing against him. I don't know that if it's between the two of them he's going to demand more of the attention. I think that Daniel Bellinger has a real chance here to end up doing extremely well right off the bat. I mean, cuz this offense has looked sedated now for years and it's you're getting these young guys in there and I think Daniel has a little bit more upside than, you know, Wandell just because of how history goes with shorter wide receivers. I still think his upside is pretty high. Um, I think the whole Giants team for the most part is undervalued at their ADP and they're worth taking over like, you know, a a RB that was drafted in the sixth round. So I'm pretty in on Daniel Bellinger. That's grown. I actually didn't love the pick the when it happened, but I have grown to really like it after watching him for a little bit, and I I think that he just flies off of his ADP this year. Um, I'm excited to see what he does.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good pick. I think, you know, when everyone was talking about the tight ends going into the draft, no one really mentioned him. Uh, Even us, as much as probably, you know, he deserved He was a He was a decent tight end at San Diego State. Excuse me. Uh, and it's not like he has these world beaters in front of him. I think Ricky Seals, Jones and Jordan Atkins are like the two guys that are currently in front of him yeah. on Death Guard. So, I mean, th- those guys are just guys, you know, Ricky Stills is, does good in some limited action. But I really think that, you know, with a little bit of development, uh, Bellinger can, you know, get into that number one tight end role uh, and really perform. Not that he's, right. you know, the uh, devil had experience doing that with with Knox up in up in, uh, in Buffalo. So yeah. I think, you know, he, he, he's obviously not that same type of player that Knox is, but I think he'll maybe have that same kind of uh, route to, 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 you know, starting uh, for the Giants. I think, you know, he definitely has the most mm-hmm. long-term upside of anyone uh, in the tight end room right now uh, for the Giants. So I think, you know, and and they need a big target, honestly. You know, they have Kenny Galladay, mm-hmm. but Kenny Galladay can't be trusted. And then they have a bunch of, you know, munchkins. uh uh, the rest of the wide receiver room so yeah. <laughs> well, i, think, I that, think you're right
0: though with the camp right like that's a good point like this is a team like some teams are going into camp and they're going to have like it's going to be a competition they have depth out the booty at some spots like the browns right at running back like their depth chart is creed this is a team where it's like the competition at camp is is not strong and especially at the tight end position Cause I remember even when they went, and it's like they released that last. T- I'm like, that's the last tight end that's on the roster. What's the plan here, guys? Like Ingram is gone. No matter how much you dislike him, like there has to be a plan there. Um, I think we all knew going into the draft that they were going to look to sign someone. I think they took Bellinger to be like a hybrid to bandage a little bit more than just the tight end position.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a really good, really good pick by you, there. Uh, Thanks, so,
0: Dan.
1: You're so welcome. Uh so for my next one, I'm gonna to travel to the NFC uh South. I don't think i So this is someone that we talked about a little bit before. Uh someone that I both uh, really like and that's is Winston. I think that, you know, everyone still kinda of holds that Tampa Bay, you know, 30 30 season over side a little bit. Uh mm-hmm. you know, I may not being there anymore. Everyone's kinda of down on the Saints as a whole. We don't know if Alvin Kamara is gonna, you know, what's gonna happen with him. Uh but People, you know, he he was throwing to just a bunch of guys last year. You know, Callaway and and, and Take-One Smith are okay, but they're not anyone that anyone's really afraid of. Uh, They didn't really have uh, that good uh, production out of that end spot. But then they went ahead and massively overhauled the entire wide receiver room. You know, Michael Thomas is coming back, hopefully. You know, hopefully he doesn't hate the Saints anymore uh, and wants to actually play for them. Uh, They went out and – He
0: definitely hates the Saints.
1: He does. Uh, They brought (laughs) – they brought in Jarvis Landry, who, you know, is a really good receiver in his own right, and then they drafted Chris Olave. So they went ahead and completely, you know, upgraded at all three spots, the top spots on the, on the wide receiver depth chart for him. And they're not going to ask him to, you know, throw a billion times like he was uh, doing in uh, in Tampa Bay. Uh, he only averaged about 23 pass attempts last year uh, for the Saints. I think that he, he get, that goes up a little bit. Uh, this year, I think, you know, uh, they'll get more production of the tight end room. So I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, a top, you know, a QB one, uh, player, but I think he has the potential to have some really good weeks in that system. And someone, if you're in super flex league and you know, you yeah. wait on a quarterback, he's that perfect target, uh, to go get there in like uh, in the later rounds, if you missed out on the top guys. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I totally agree with you. When we talked about this, I think the last episode before you went on vacation is, Winston is a great, you know, you should feel very comfortable going in. Like we're not saying he's a QB one type guy, but you should be very comfortable walking in with him as QB two. I mean, nothing is nothing other than upgrades uh, for that team, especially the passing room. Cause he, he had no one. I mean, they were expecting they couldn't get anything really going with those receivers. And I think if Michael Thomas doesn't, come back which again like i really am starting to feel pretty strongly like if michael thomas owners in my opinion should be worried at this point like this is Mm -hmm. now we're getting way this is dragging on too long it's getting too close and i think that that makes also someone like olave a, a little bit undervalued and now might be the time to also go and get him so i like that pick that is a very good one thank you steph well done okay my next one everyone knows there's few guys that i think you hear my name and you think of i'm not going with daniel jones i am going with james connor um i don't understand he's one that i don't understand here his adp on sleeper he's going as already 19 um yeah i'm not that i'm not understanding he finished 31st overall fantasy leader RB5 last year, and that's only on 15 games. And that's also with Chase Edmonds there in the beginning. Chase yeah. Edmonds is gone. Bye. He's out of there. He just signed a three year, $21 million contract this offseason. So they're obviously invested in him being that guy in the backfield, which he's shown that he can be. He scored 18 touchdowns in total, third highest in the entire league, 752 yards on 15 TDs on the ground. And yes, you can, is he? touchdown dependent. I don't like, I don't care. Cause he's getting touchdowns. Like I don't, I literally right. don't like, I don't give a shit. Like, yes, he's touchdown dependent and he's getting the touchdown. So I don't, don't argue with me about that. Um, you know, they no drafted, yeah, there's no arguments. Like, yes, he's touchdown dependent. I don't, again, don't care. Uh, cause he can get the touchdowns. We saw him be able to do that. I, he's just undervalued. I mean, where he's getting taken is just, there's no reason that, like, I get regard- I think everyone's scared of his health, and I understand that, and we all have that guy for us. And regardless of that, he just has the size, the skill, everything that you want to be the third down back there, to completely command all the attention in that backfield. Like, he's shown us he can do. Um, and if anything, like, again, it's it should be more attractive now that Edmonds is gone. You know, they added a Trey McBride. They added Hollywood. They drafted a six-round running back, which I don't know – for what reason or what historical fact you guys found that a six-round running back is going to be a threat in this scenario. I like, that's just bizarre to me. Um, So yeah. I, I really like James Conner still. I'm not reaching for him. I recognize the concerns. I recognize that Arizona has a lot of question marks around it. And I get that. I'm not reaching for him, but at his ADP right now, absolutely.
1: What about, I, I agree with you for the most part. What about, the cardinals signing Darrell williams does he change your mind at all is he like i don't
0: like i don't i don't care right?
1: just, had some good games for kansas city I'm i sure.
0: know he did and i understand that yes i mean i it could but even with chase Evans there if you look yeah. at the numbers james Conner was still everyone pretends like he was just non-existent when Evans was there but that's it's just simply not true like he still was very productive they were still using him he was still involved and again like he is that a third down back and he's also he's touchdown dependent and gets touchdown so again i and everyone knows i'm psychotic about james connor and i recognize that uh but i'm not i'm not jumping off james connor yet and it's not happening like sorry
1: get over it everyone
0: not doing it i don't not care uh
1: that's that's awesome that's a good pick i really like connor a lot um actually drafted him Almost by accident, in uh, when you draft night out at the expo last year, and actually ended up taking me to the finals. So, yeah. thank you for that. So, yeah, definitely, definitely love him. Uh, there's but I don't think that Williams will have the same kind of impact that Edmonds had. So, I think Connor, even in lines, to have even more work this year.
0: Yeah, I like, I think he'll have an impact for Arizona. I forget who I was talking about yesterday on a show. Is like, he can be impactful. It's, I'm not saying he's not. I was talking about Calvin Austin. That's who it was. Like, that doesn't mean they're not going to, the team isn't going to benefit from having them there and on the field. I just think that I James Conner's fantasy impact is not going to be affected.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So, for my last uh, underrated player, it's someone that we both love. We're the official fan club for this guy. Who? Uh, for some reason, he's still not talked about, it, I think, enough uh, as he should be. And that's Russell Gage. Uh, Russell you know,
0: Gage.
1: You know Russell Russell Gage did um, a great job uh, in Atlanta without you know Calvin Ridley. Really, no one really gives him the credit he deserves because you know he was playing with Ridley and Julio and Julio Jones, excuse me. But last year uh, against Tampa Bay, you know who had an amazing defense that everyone was like gushing over. You know that he caught eleven balls for one hundred and thirty yards by like and that was mm-hmm. he was the only guy besides a rookie Kyle Pitts that was worth a damn in that receiver room. And now he's right. going. He's going to Tampa with, you know, the greatest QB ever. He has Mike Evans on the other side to, you know, take some pressure off. And he's versatile. He can go outside or go inside the slots. Even with when, you know, Chris Godwin comes back from his injury, he'll just slide into the third receiver role. And let's forget, Antonio Brown was still fantasy relevant, even as a wide receiver three there in Tampa. So I think, you know, he has, he has some good upside of wide receiver two there now uh, for them. Uh, And then even when Godwin comes back, he'll still have some fantasy relevance. And and he's a good player. Uh, He's someone that you're going to get cheap. And uh, to get a wide receiver, too, in that kind of offense, uh, for where he's going ADP-wise, is just insane to me. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone needs him. Yeah.
0: We actually, like, we were – we might be the biggest Russell Gage supporting show ever. I don't think that we had a show (laughs) at the – tail end of last season that his name did not come up i'm not even kidding you i think there's a zero percent chance we did not mention him every single time you're he right should almost pay us because we're so supportive um <laughs> but i agree and i think also like yes even if like Darwin comes back that's fine because how many weeks of awesome production do you is there a chance of you getting i'd rather take that whatever i'll figure it out the rest of the weeks so if he ends up uh you know eating into that he is obviously a guy that has been undervalued i think a while and he showed that and he's in a nice situation and who knows like maybe he maybe he starts eating into godwin's like you don't know it could very much happen where he's so productive that that ends up being one of the guys on that offense so i think that there's a chance it happens no but i think there's a chance that they spread the ball around and like they could start using more of like a. Wide receiver by committee type ordeal. They have a lot of options there once Godwin comes back. So I think Gage is worth the value, especially when uh, Godwin is not there. And we don't know how long. Sometimes these injuries, things get funky. Like you don't know when he's going to come back. So he's definitely worth it. Um, I'm also going to do a wide receiver who you will okay. love, obviously. So it's an Eagles wide receiver. Devonte Smith. De- Everyone decided that in their head, Devonte Smith had the worst rookie season of out of any rookie in all of history, which I again don't really understand. Uh, he finished wide receiver thirty. He is now going at wide receiver thirty-three. I understand there's not a huge discrepancy between the two, but I'll get there. Eighty-fifth overall. He played all seventeen games. Everyone is crying about A.J. Brown. Everyone is ignoring the fact that that's going to draw attention away from Smith. And I think that they'll be able to get the ball to him more. He's still going to be involved. Um, 64 receptions for, what was it, 916 yards or something like that. 14.3 yards. for Like, he is relevant. And I think that everyone is totally ign- ignoring him because of A.J. Brown. And I get why you're scared. Um, but you were never getting a Jamar out around him. So I think wide receiver 30 for his first year in the league is still impressive.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, you know, everyone, obviously an Eagles fan, but I think that if anything, like A. J. Brown, it's going to make things easier for Demonte Mm. Smith. Last year, Demonte Smith was the only receiver that you actually had to pay any attention to. I mean, the number two guy was Quez Quez Watkins, who's probably better as a wide receiver for any real NFL offense. Um, and then Dallas Goddard, who was like over the middle, so yeah, great. So there's two options there. Uh, now you know with AJ Brown there, he's going to be the one commending every uh, the top cornerback from every team. Right. We'll allow Devontae Smith to take advantage of those CB2s, and what and like you said, everyone was acting like Devontae Smith did absolutely nothing last year. I mean, he had a, a wide receiver 30 season as a rookie is a really good year. You know, he, that's mm-hmm. that's like in any you know any kind of like stat you want to pull out. I mean, he had a decent year. Uh, I think that he'll improve um, in year two. I think, you know, Jalen Hurts being in uh, the same offense again uh, for the first time since, like, high school, I think, uh, will improve. I uh, And, you know, he, the play calling is going to be more, I think, pass-oriented than uh, than last year was. And, that, and that's the thing. People forget that sometime around, like, week seven, Philly just stopped passing the ball as the main part of their offense. Like, it just became mm-hmm. a running team. And he still put up those kind of numbers. So if yeah. they have any kind of balance at all, you know, I can see him having a, a better season than he did last year, so I, I agree with you. There and yeah,
0: point. exactly. Even if is only, even if he finishes just slightly better, and I'm ha- and I have a wide receiver twenty seven on my roster, like, am I gonna cry? No, like, that's no. gonna be fine. It's cool. He and he's a great find. Maybe your wide receiver room looks nicer than that. Like, at least you have him on your bench if someone goes down because you know they're yeah. gonna get some production out of him if you're going to be negative Nancy about him. So. Um, I, I'm in on Devontae Smith. I've never really been out on him. I get like this, I can understand both sides, but for me, I'm in.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. If you can give me like, you know, high and wide receiver three, low and wide receiver two numbers on a week to week basis, sign me up for that. Absolutely.
0: Right. 17 games he played knock on wood. He's yeah, obviously, you know, yeah. and that's not something that you see a lot now in this, like people are doing projections without three games for most players. Like that's right. how it goes now. So to have a guy that did play 17 games on a team that their offense is likely going to be more productive than last year. And it was already considered a productive offense. I know their schedule was easy. Their schedule is easy this year too. It's actually easier. So um, I'm all in love it. That was a lot of Eagles love for me. So I'm going to go vomit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that really was. That was a lot more. You have more eagles love on this show than even i did so you must Ugh, be yeah crawling in your own skin right now i it hurts <laughs> uh, but but on that note uh that'll do it for today's edition of every day is draft day uh, i hope you all enjoyed the show I got some good tips on some undervalued players uh steph do you want to tell them about the stuff that you're up to these days yep
0: 32-team preview is still chugging along. NFC North is done. I took a little bit of a hiatus because Dan was on vacation. Even though he has nothing to do with my 32-team preview, I decided <laughs> I was on vacation too. Um, I just di- I just recorded the Steelers episode last night. It was an awesome, awesome episode. And there was a lot of, actually, some Eagles hate on that joke with but- That's okay. Um, I was actually not hating on the Eagles. So um, you will like the episode, Dan, if you haven't checked it out. And then we have Daily Dozen, which is literally so much fun. You guys still have, what is it? 4.30. So closes at seven. We have Daily Dozen show every single day. Good stuff happening over there. Go check us out on the Champions Around app. Also, always forget to tell people in the research section on the app, you can always see what we're up to dan's articles the most recent episodes if you can't find stuff like just go on the app because it's so easy to click that button i used it the other day to go look at something that dan wrote like who knows a while ago
1: well yeah speaking of articles yeah. my, my article for the nfc uh, uh came out today to tie in with this show i undervalued a player from every team in the nfc so that's 16 players for you to, to choose from so i think it's a decent article so you should go check that Bye. out yes as, as well as please join the discord where we have all our oh, yeah, fun news and giveaways and updates and talk to us and you can yell at us about stuff or we you know lead you the wrong way on a bet we apologize but yeah come join us it's a lot of and my fun bets
0: day. i'm on a heater right now with my bets so
1: heater. You guys you're actually going really to right? listening to you so thank you <laughs> and
0: everyone go say happy birthday yeah
1: yeah thank you i appreciate it All right, well, everyone have a great uh, weekend. Enjoy, uh, and we'll see you next week.
0: See you guys.